0: You're very welcome to this very special episode of The Hard Yards. I'm Andy McGeady, and today is our 50th episode. Um, we want to take this moment at the start of the show to thank everyone who's listened to us over the past year. Uh, without you, none of it would be possible. We get a lot of audience feedback. It's great. And here's to another 50 or more of the same. Yeah. The Hard
1: Yards, brought to you by Sports Joe. it to the short side. Oh, it's not gone to the short side. It's gone to-
2: I don't think we met before, but I'm the referee on this field, not you.
3: Hi Rob, Zeb's here. Just want to discuss the captaincy next.
2: He's calling. And Ringrose comes through. Oh, brilliant from Ringrose! Ringrose is going here. What a score!
1: Good work, Andy. Fifty not
0: out. No, I'm I'm forty-nine on the show. Oh, (laughs) did you? Yeah, that's disappointing. So you you can't actually say that. We're very good (laughs) at the stats here. Cap (laughs) forty-nine. Um, so, on this joyous occasion, I have James Downey beside me. Andy. And Pat McCurry. Hey, how's it going? And uh, a little later, we'll be joined on the line by former Munster and current Racing, 92 second row done Ryan But first, uh, the Italian job. Done and dusted, this is what Ireland needed. Overtake the England points total, or rather, winning margin.
4: Yeah, I know exactly what they were looking for. Um, yeah, they they look good I loved the way they kind of tore into them at the start and I think it was like 14 nil after 12 minutes or something like that and, and they just didn't stop and they were hungry to, I think they were aware that you need to build up the points against Italy especially because Italy side aren't great so they knew that they, England had done a job last week and they had to go and match them or, or improve on it. So that's why it was you know, interesting to see them going to the end and Keith Earls you know, ran his ass off to, to get Bellini at the end there. So um, all very important and uh, just the only shame was those those in- injuries they picked up that uh, will probably... Um probably lose Henshaw now for the Wales game but uh, hopefully everybody else pulls through in the next week or so
1: yeah that's key for me I think it's um, it's it's job done isn't it like you know Mm. as you say it came out with the right intent moves the ball extremely well to start and beforehand it was kind of going against what Joe Schmidt had said beforehand that it's going to take the 60 minute mark Mm. um, to break them down but I guess the Italians are quite poor themselves anyway I didn't think they were compared to what they were against Italy I think Connor won't, would be very disappointed but from an Irish perspective um, job done as i say but it's just so disappointing with that, the injuries um, like i'm glad Ty Furlongs isn't as bad as it seems depends on um, the analysis i'm sure today or yesterday they would have done it um, the type of grade hopefully it's not too bad um, hopefully it's only grade 1 or 2 um, but yeah it's like i think it was it was a testament to the speed of the opening 10-15 uh, minutes you know I think the balls and yeah. play an awful lot and uh, for a prop to, to sprint nice and early it's uh, <laughs> it, w- it wasn't the best but um, yeah very disappointing the injuries I think that's
0: could hurt us mm. so the injuries was uh, the Robbie Hancho one was the one which looks like it's going to be particularly um, have a long term impact but that's two lions gone Which is not great. Mm. Um, Fingers crossed with Furlong, of course. Uh, But that did give opportunities for other people to come in, which which is good. We'll come back to that. Um, the, The Ireland, how they started the game was interesting. Um, so, yes, they tore into them, but there were there were some little slippages, some slip-ups in that first five, six, seven, eight minutes, um, and then suddenly they slip into gear. And the way that uh, Conan and uh, Connor Murray mm. um, dovetailed for that try, I sitting there watching, I was going, ah, oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. This is communicating. This is heads-up rugby. Um, very, very simple stuff, but when you're operating in a tight channel like that and you make that work and no one got a finger on them, uh, that was a good sign to start the day
1: yeah it was great intricate play wasn't it really yeah. very impressive but I'm sure that's a lot of the stuff that you'll see in the training park that they'll bring anyway but sometimes you're a little bit shackled uh, at international rugby when you don't have that space and you don't have that time but to be able to do it under that pressure that shows exactly why they are where they are but um, yeah very po- some of that was really positive I think there's a couple of balls that went down as well that Joe certainly will not be happy with <coughs> um, he's very one for been so analytical and critical that the video session won't be very nice today Um, he'll draw a line under it as I say but he'll make sure that against better teams you you won't get away with this you can't make these errors against the Welsh you can't make these errors Um, against the Italians yes you will get away with it but you saw again you you saw how when the Italians turn over the ball they're actually quite dangerous and they've got a bit of speed Mm. and we kind of fell asleep a little bit in the second half I think it was a lot of changes came on um, a lot of disruption to the side, uh, which happens with, with subs, and you know, and slows the game down a little bit. But he's not going to be happy with some of those tries, you know. Um, some of the way, simple errors like like one on one stuff. Um, out of line, and especially coming on the back of the French, the French game, where a little bit of out-of-system system work, and I'm sure Andy Farrell will not be happy. And that'll be a huge area of focus, mm. is the defence. Yeah, we'll come back to that.
0: Um, the the first thing is, um, Bundy Aki had to do a, a good amount of work mm. um, today, especially w- w- with Henshaw going off. And uh, Pat, you were speaking to him after the game.
4: You could hear the impact of that when you got that try just from up where we were sitting in the stands. It was yeah. some collision. Did you Do you feel anything like that at the time or do you kind of just shake it off because you've got the
3: score as well? I, in the beginning when I just I was just happy I got over the line you know and um, just to uh, be able to help out the boys and get the score on the board or something was a bonus. And, uh, to get the first try uh, for this for this team is something special, and you know the crowds always been unbelievable. The crowds always been loud, and you know they've always been behind us. And I think that's the greatest thing about playing um, an Irish jersey is that uh, the supporters here are very very passionate about uh, their team, and I think that's one thing that we take. You know they're the 16th man in the field, so yeah.
4: And what did it mean to you, like you giving your first try for Ireland as well? Did, did you have a word at yourself, you know, going back to the re- restart when Johnny was lining up the
3: conversion? Oh no, uh, I think you just got to park that and just you know make sure. You, um, do the next job, which is uh, receiving that kickoff, and make sure you're doing the right thing the next one. So no point in trying to celebrate the try, you know, and do something <laughs> wrong the next time. So uh, I think you just got to make sure you park in and then, uh, move on and do th- uh, things right next time.
4: And you mentioned the Earls there as well. Like he could be a midfield partner for yourself as well. Did you enjoy the kind of little time you had with him, and maybe j- during the week up in Buccaneers during the weekend have a run out with him as
3: well? I think obviously it it's like a workhorse play, you know, the experience that he has, you know. I think real, I felt real comfortable just the way he was playing. I think that was the same thing that Robbie did to me, made me feel comfortable with him on the outside Johnny on the outside and it's the same thing with Earls. He, the amount of caps that he's had the amount of games he's played on international level you know you can only just uh, um, feed off their energy and feed off their experience so, yeah.
0: somebody's talking about having Earl's come in um, which is a nice option to have uh, coming in beside him and we are assuming that Robbie's going to be out for a good while here um, so who will come in Uh Ringrose is he in the picture? Earls, um, Scanlon, and moving Bundy out. Chris Farrell. There are a few options here on the table.
4: Yeah, that was, it was. It was. Interesting, to even hear um, Earls kind of discuss as like as an option there because we kind of really hadn't thought about it. But I think I'd prefer to keep Earls out on the the right wing where he's flying. So, uh, and then Ringrose was brought up in the the post match press conference, but Schmidt was almost kind of saying, "Listen, he's got the qualities to come in, but he thinks it might be a game too soon for him." So, uh, it, like, it'd be interesting to see if uh, Ringrose gets a game against Scarlets at the weekend. Um, but it'd be a lot to throw me in against the Welsh. So. Um, for me I'm thinking Farrell but I don't know Jim you're an expert in this field
1: Um, yeah I'd be thinking Farrell as well especially if you're thinking um, the the Welsh midfield if you're dealing with uh, Hadley Parks and Scott Williams again very abrasive lad so very physical and how they play I think Chris would match up nicely um, I think Bundy's come into his own in fairness to him now um, it's great to see him making a few outside breaks which is mm. always good to see rather than just his bludgeoning work that he normally does and brings anyway um, but yeah I think But interestingly enough as well I think every time and the warm-ups they have their extended squad out there and they have Rory Scannell there um, and he's training against them the whole time so don't know whether that's a, that, that's obviously another option and, and Rory and himself in his own right is extremely physical um, so I would have no fears about that but I just think against the Welsh they might want to tighten things up a little bit um, and go with Chris, I think Chris right. and Bundy but I think Scannell is certainly an option and they have time now so again this weekend is going to be interesting to see
0: who's going to play. Yeah, who gets released? Yeah, yeah, back. Um, whichever happens, if you're wearing Gatland you're actually smiling because you will have an inexperienced combination. Whoever gets picked, you know, even if they did drop Earls in, which I agree, Pat, mm. I think that'd be a mistake. Yeah, um, to get some more experience there, it's still not an experienced combination.
1: No, you can't. You can't put Earls in no, the centre. It's, no, it's it's, 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 it's well, for one, it's a, it's a kick in the nether regions for someone going kind of gone. It's not. He hasn't played centre all year. We're looking on him predominantly as a winger, so why would he bring him into midfield and I'm the midfield? Did you know, like yeah. it's not going to work. Um, I don't th- I think it was a great uh, stopgap um, at the weekend, perfect because you have him, but no, it's it's too tough a position as well to play a 13. You're so like it's the hardest place to defend, like different, lot, like fair play the Earls, he knew what he was doing there as well. You're lucky to have that um, extra option out there, but no, I think um, Farrell's playing quite well as well. I think quite asking me.
0: Okay, Joe Schmidt was talking after the game. Uh, Pat, you were speaking to, to him along with the other uh, the other post match, um, journos, and then he didn't continue the conversation um, with the the dailies. That's something which was raised um, over the weekend by a few different outlets. Uh, mm. What, from your perspective, what was going on there?
4: Uh, yeah they're saying this is the first time in 52 games that he hasn't done his separate uh, Monday press briefing and um, interesting to see that a few of the Welsh journalists were saying that Warren Gatland has actually introduced them um, it's, it's normally an extra chance for the the coach, because the live stuff is you're you're looking for the immediate reaction from the game, but a lot of the Monday briefings, is guys are looking forward to the game ahead or the week ahead, and um, so it's a chance to kind of you know set the tone for the week, and it's a chance again for the coach if he wants to get any messages out there to do it. So, um, it's just been something that's been you know long running tradition, I suppose, and. Um, it's not really just even for the the daily. Sometimes online can go in as long as you don't put it out until the Monday morning. But um, Schmidt has um, there's been a, like I'm not, I'm not saying Schmidt now he's in, probably surely involved in the decision. But the IRFU uh, have just been cutting back a bit of media access and player access and coach access over the last um, since
0: since Schmidt came in really. So it's. Um, there are a few things going on at the moment. Yeah. Stories in the media that that may be feeding into this, but I think we'll we'll keep an eye on this one and see where it goes.
4: Yeah, yeah, like so it's it's um yeah, it's interesting to see, but that that's that's where it is at and um you know, there's no word of whether it. it'll happen after the Wales game or the Scotland game as well, but um um, yeah, it's a shame to kind of lose it but because everybody wants to hear from the people who are involved rather than these kind of, you know, 60-second YouTube snippets and stuff. So.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of 60-second YouTube snippets, um, <laughs> Eddie Jones uh, was not afraid of sharing his thoughts. Um, he was speaking to, uh, to BBC. Uh, I think we have that.
3: Ford and Farrell, both as ever, on the money in that front. Outstanding. And I thought our back three today was super. Uh, Mike Brown, you know, you guys all tell tell me... He, he was I'm good say, wasn't he? Well, you guys tell me you can't play Test Rugby, and now you're telling me he's good. Oh, I don't know, I think, I think that's quite me. fair. You? you guys are unbelievable, fair dinkum. You guys are unbelievable. In what way? Well, you, you, you're always criticising him. Now he has a good game, you're on the bandwagon. I think you can treat the whole media as one. I think most people well, agree think, that Mike Brown's a top can, Test player. Mate. I think we can. I think we can, and I'm sick of it, mate. Well, you're on for three, six nations in a row, and your, your record is
0: pretty outstanding. So from your uh, point of you view... Guys, you're you guys two. are
3: better selectors than we are. Yeah, that's what you think you are, and now he plays a good game, you're all on the bandwagon.
0: Okay, but I think most people would, would agree that Mike Brown was, was excellent there, well, as were most of players. He's been
3: excellent for 23 tests for us, so I don't know what was different today.
0: So Eddie, um, not afraid of sharing his opinion with the media about how he, he feels they've treated his player, but like he's not afraid of sharing anything, really. All, all week was all about Eddie, wasn't it? That's <laughs> the Eddie show,
1: isn't it? The Eddie he, show. And sure, you saw what he was like uh, last week, <laughs> putting it up to um, Alan Wynne and well, he just he, he just made stuff up
0: about Alan Wynne-Jones.
1: Like, his description just, it actually didn't, didn't happen. happen. He's, yeah, but like, from the media point of view, they love this sort of, like, he looked like. Are he's you a Are you saying that
0: the media will write about stuff that they know that perhaps is a bit dodgy just to... Are you
1: saying that? <laughs>
0: Shocking allegation.
1: <laughs> but he look, he is uh, he does give you the sound bites, doesn't he? In fairness to him, and he's
0: um, he's he's a, he's a quote generator. Yeah,
1: but he, yeah. but but in fair, like he he's very cute in how he does it. He, he's like Mourinho. He kind of takes the pressure off his players. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned it before, he takes that heat off, and it's about him. And no one talks about what the players are doing or yeah. who's not playing well or tactics. It's. Oh, what he you, you can't say that, you know, and everyone's analysing what he's talking about. They've gone back to look at video to see what Wynn was doing, and everyone's got you know, and everyone's talking about it. But yes, he goes about his business, and it's all about him. It's the Eddie Show, and it's. Yeah, I find it frustrating now personally, um, mm. that he does it the whole time.
4: And,
0: yeah. um, if he was doing it the odd time, fair enough, you'd take it, but now it's just like... It's a bit of panto. That's yeah. So getting into more more serious feedback from uh, Schmidt, he did take the opportunity to talk about uh, Jordan Armour and some of his learnings over the weekend. I don't think he was targeted. I think it was just the, the fact that the ball went that way uh, when it did. There was one clearing kick from Joey Carberry, which was superb, it was a very long kick.
4: Unfortunately, he bounced straight back into Minotsi's hands. And um, I think I mentioned him during the week. He's got some serious footwork and acceleration. And yo, know,
3: when I, I saw him matched up against Jordan, I thought that might be a pretty interesting match. And uh, probably Jordan just got slightly awkwardly positioned. And that's a fantastic learning opportunity
0: for him. Um, yo, know, he is such a good learner, uh, such a positive character. That I think there can be a real positive coming out of what will have been frustrating for him. Um, yeah, he, I, I like, there's a couple of words he uses about young players, and Larmour got a lot of them after the game. There was a, you know, it's a learning opportunity. He also used the term investment. Mm-hmm. You know, as if I, I read into that that there is a cost with an investment but you also hope to get a return and this is where we had some bad things Lorimer would not have liked getting stepped on the outside we were talking about that off air um, but then he brought his own step right at the end of the game which was it was electric that's
1: it and that's what that's what you can see that you can get with him and it is that's exactly right it's an investment and you can't go, and go you've got to be perfect out there you're a young guy it's your first international i think it was actually teed up not so per, sorry superbly well for him that the game is won. Go out there, like the, your 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 talk before he goes out in the fields, an easy one. Go out and do what you've been doing for Leinster. Kind of go out and play with a smile on your face, enjoy yourself, and have a go. And that's exactly what he wants. You, the last thing he wants to do is come onto an international tight game, and you just like kind of feel like I don't want to make a mistake, and you don't want to be, you don't want to think about that, you don't want to think negatively. So I think. It is, there is a cost and he will certainly not be happy with that um, maybe it's youthful enthusiasm or exuberance whatever you want to call it but he needs to like slow down his feet okay Min- Minotzi is that the name um, mm-hmm. like ridiculous feet as well but again on the flip side you do see what he can bring like as I said to the offer is like he'll step you in the phone box you know They're like off both feet and the acceleration to get away and and it would have been unbelievable if he'd finished it. Like mm. it was good defence. In fairness, um, this brought Manon, back perhaps.
0: painful memories of uh, Mattawalu training for you, as we've talked about in the previous. <laughs> oh my so. God! I, and I was like, painful
1: memories. Who stepped me? <laughs> 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 Who didn't? Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, he's he's a talent, isn't he? Like you know, I I think going forward, um, I think Ferg's going to come back in. Mm. Um, it was great he's got that exposure he's got that like here's a little taster for you you know you know what's expected of you now Joe's kind of giving him a little bit of a, um, a bit to chew on there Home- like homework bit of homework exactly yeah. exactly the word a bit of homework now and like, you know I think he's going to go look you did well but mm. you, you're still not the finished article you know that this has been shown go away working it Okay. he's still going to be involved of course but um, Joe's going to bring back Ferg
0: yeah so if we looked that would make sense to get a McFadden back in should everyone else be fit um, in isolation and then perhaps Scotland you could easily see Larmer being dropped in again I'd love to see Larmer and Hoggy in the same pitch with a, a chase that'd be good
4: it would it, be interesting to see now because Leinster I'm sure because they lost against Edinburgh will be begging to get as many guys as, as they can back so um, whether they're saying listen give us another week we can you know, give Larimer a game and get him out there again but I'd be surprised to see him feature in that squad against um, against Wales but I wonder if um, Conway I wonder if he's going to be fit if he gets a game for Munster as well I know I was putting him into my team last week even though he was injured so uh,
0: you had an aggressive timeline <laughs>
4: coming back from <laughs> definitely, definitely hopefully he's fit for Wales so um, either of those would do the job, but yeah, I don't expect to see him. But um yeah, we'll, we'll always have that. That's, that stuff unreal.
1: I hadn't thought about Conway actually for a bit because kind of out of sight, out of mind. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see Joe's mindset in terms of who, what peck and order he has people in mm. because he goes to when he when he falls back on things, he goes to his reliables. You're in the trenches. Um, it's a big game against Wales. Well. Who do you trust? And you have yeah. got to go to players that you trust. So, hence I'm saying, Furs. Ferg. You know, because Ferg's not going to let you down. Mm. He's going to work his socks off. He's going to do everything asked of him. He's solid as a rock. You know, and like defensively and going forward as well. You know, you know what you're getting. Mm. But he's and he does it. And he's no mistakes. And that's what you need. And and then you got Conway. Then who's going to bring that little bit more? Mm-hmm. You know, go in attack. Um, you don't know what he's going to do. Like and it's going to be interesting to see how he from my point of view where he sees them and in their mindset as well where they are you know and yeah. Joe's going to have his peck in order right you're here you thought you were here and like because Fergus jumped up I think ahead of um, a couple of people it's, and it's surprised an awful lot
0: we're, we're, we're spending time here talking in a possible tw- you know Shirt. But it is interesting, <laughs> those two players, what they've done this season. So Conway has always been, since he came out of school, like an electric natural finisher. And he has added the Schmidt part of the game. You know, the, the, the competing in the air, um, all the off-the-ball stuff. Whereas McFadden has always had all of that stuff in his game. But this season, compared to last, for example, has just looked a step quicker in attack. Mm. Um, it's just really interesting to see they're they're now intersecting. Um, I I would agree. I think both of those I, I, for any big game right now, um, they're both a head of armor in a Schmidt team. Mm. Um, but that's not what box office wants to see. You no, so
1: You pay your money, you want to see excitement and stuff. But yeah. it's it's the business of winning matches and winning games. And at the end of it, no one's going to care who's playing as long as we get. The Grand Slam. That's it. We're, we're, done with, we're done. with tries for the, rest of the Championship, r-
0: and we're talking Grand Slam, are
1: we? you have to. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Why, like, it'll be okay. They're not. They're never going to mention it. And it's going to come up now in the next few weeks. Hopefully, if we can get, get the results that. The word's not mentioned. I'm sure that's going to be brought up soon enough. But you have to, of course. Like, even going into the game against France, you have to be positive and go, we're, we're actually, we should be there. We should be there there base. It should be down to, barring a lack of, um, I don't know, maybe one team having an off day. Okay, there can be tough games in terms of, okay, the Welsh got a win. That was good for us, I think. Or, um, yeah. Sorry, so I didn't, I didn't. What am I talking about? But, like, it... I it's, do think that Scotland... It's the
0: bananas, it's the big bananas. It's, and it's Scotland, yeah. okay?
1: So, and then again, sorry, I meant Scotland got a win and that was kind of, you know, that was good for us. I think if they lost, they lost. They're going to produce a performance. Yeah. Someone, even if you're losing four or five, you're going to produce a performance in one of the games and you're nearly praying, not praying, but you're hoping it's not against us, you know, and, and we keep going along because everything, every game's going to be a final. From like it's cup rugby, it's mm-hmm. win this and oh, we we'll lose that. Like it's it's triple crown from now on. It's grand slam. It's and I think we have to expect that. Okay. Um, we we should go for why not big
0: targets? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yep. Yeah. Um. So zipping through the other two games, England Wales. Um. I, I'm. This was not the most exciting game of rugby there has ever been. Uh. But Wales were like missing a lot of players, and on another day, this could have swung it could have swung Wales well, well away. Could have. Don't
1: agree with your Wales were missing a lot of players because they were missing them the week before and they got the result. So. Okay. Um, I still think he's got a few lads to come back. It's interesting. Pity Lee Halfpenny he went off at the start because um, from the turnover from the tries I thought, sorry, I thought Owen Farrell played extremely well.
0: That, um, that yeah. kick for Johnny May was brilliant. Yeah. Like, was technically, technically you don't see many kicks like that. Mm. it was I mean I know you have to have a player with the pace of May to, to get there but to have the vision and execution was oh, fantastic
1: Yeah, I think he's playing extremely well yeah um, and they have to fit him in the side somewhere.
0: He had a good um, turnover in Shingler as well. Shingler
4: went one-on-one with him and he turned him over as well. Um, but yeah, Farrell's absolutely brilliant, isn't he? He's, uh, th- those two are actually working well, uh, Ford and Farrell. Like.
0: I, I love it. It's, mm. f- it, it's fantastic. And um, I, I, I'm i coming from a place where I wasn't the greatest fan of, of how Farrell played, but I think he's he's a lovely all round player now. Few, in an all round game, few better in the world right now.
1: Yeah, of course. And I think that... If he was gone, you'd notice a huge change yeah. in how England play. You yeah. know, because he can jump in t- like the two first receivers yeah. can play on either side. He's an extra set of eyes that can look up and see what's in the backfield. Helps out forward. Um, like he can control and boss the forwards as well. And to have that extra set, it's, oh, it's at, at that level. It just makes a difference, you know, that mm. that extra receiver.
0: Oh, they really do. Um, what? So very quickly, the TMO decision that didn't go Wales's way. Uh, views. Try one hundred percent. Try, try. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the, yeah. The, there are some people overthinking this. <laughs> but it, but you can, His you hand can st- touches it before Watson. Try it, do, it, and you can, and if you show a specific part of the replay, you can say, "Oh, it's a knock-on." Well, no, he gets down under pressure before the knock-on. D- don't overthink this. It's a try. It's even kind of a, like there was a sh- like a, a shock reaction in the crowd. It's
4: crowd were expecting it to be a try, and then it wasn't, and then it was just like a pause and then a celebration from the English fans they almost
0: almost spilled their pims. (laughs) Mm. yeah lobster rolls everywhere Uh, then yeah we just referred to a Scotland's win over France that was a very entertaining game yeah
4: it was good wasn't it the we we deserved that. As as neutral. <laughs> after wait after waiting, like and um yeah, it looked like look like like Teddy Tamar got off to a brilliant start from didn't he and uh, created a couple of tries out of nothing really. That's making the try against Ireland look a little less bad from Ireland's yeah, point yeah. of view, isn't it? It's like that, that he has that one the same as Larmour's all this acceleration out of nowhere, like actually you no know, I clicked my fingers there, it's terrible. Uh, and he just kind of he's right beside a guy and then he just accelerates and he pumps off and um and then even the other one where he chose not to pass to the the lads inside him they'd probably been killing him if that hadn't worked it would have been murdered
1: that, that would have been an absolute disaster when he came, mm. I was watching I was like pass inside there you're under the sticks and he yeah. chipped and I was like oh just it's it's that other side that's selfishness isn't it that it's just like it's me it's all about me yeah. you know and, <laughs> which is fine for a finisher from five yards out but like I thought Laidlaw yeah, but- yeah. butchered that one a bit. He should have even like, don't take the chance. Get your put your boot to ball. Um, but highly entertaining game. And mm. again, I think the French should be disappointed. Um, ill-discipline again, man. Some of the penalties are given away are so silly, and you're pulling at your hair. Sorry, Pat. If you're <laughs> pulling your hair out like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a rough studio today. Sorry, that's that for It's Sam The light. It's <laughs> oh, okay. So that's now put to bed, is it? <laughs> it is. Right, now. We can We're move on, on now. It's
1: going to mark something here. But uh, but like the, the French coach must be going mad. Like that's so frustrating. Like giving away these silly penalties. Like mm-hmm. right like I don't mind penalties in different
0: areas of the park. Okay, so what's so ex-pros point of view? Yeah. What's an acceptable penalty versus what's a silly penalty? Okay, for me, um,
1: if someone makes a break and you're defending on your own line and you have a bit of a scramble in behind defensively absolutely slow the ball down stop them scoring a try if that ends in a yellow so be it we go again you yeah. know concede the three rather than concede the seven and yeah. such um, but penalties off kickoffs. offs um, when you're putting the team under pressure and like it frustrates me so much you put you go up there and silly penalty and they like when you're attacking when you've got the ball in your own 22 you're a little bit nervous because you're like okay we don't want to make any errors here we just need to get out of our, our half and even if you kick and it's it's going to go out in the 10 say or the 22 they're still in an attacking position but to give away a penalty there that's it, that's for the defence it's like oh my god thank god it's such relief it's like right penalty it's our line eight as mm-hmm. well we're mm-hmm. out of here and then in front of the post, like kicking positions when especially after three or four phases, when if you can defend for that long, then the attack standard will drop a little bit because you're gonna have your strike plays um that will set up play like your Joe Schmidt plays that will you know, you're looking for a specific area to target. And I think that after that, it's up to the individuals then to kind of see what's in front and you have your wrap around plays as such and to give
0: away silly penalties after five and six phases and trusted defence. When you you said, right, the playbook's now gone. Yeah. They're doing something which is just in front of us. All we have to do is not mess up and now the pressure is now on them.
1: Exactly. And you can bide your time and like, I guess they did it for a bit against Ireland but in the last set of phases but then because like, the back row again I thought they were good at the breakdown they disrupted the Scots mm. but in front of the posts just outside the 22 and when you've just con- you've scored points as well and to come back and concede it's they, if they can get rid of that it'd like, they'll be a hell, of a hell of a much better side Like, and they can actually win these games and that's going to be huge for their confidence
0: Right uh, Coming up next we have a chat with Danica Ryan The Hard Yards brought to you by Sports Joe we're happy to be joined on the line now by Dunika Ryan, who's taking a break from a busy morning training in Paris to talk with us. Dunika, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, good, good, how, good. how is life in Paris? How's the French? Uh,
2: just coming on, coming on slowly. Uh, yeah, life, life life Paris has been good. Um, I've it's very cold here at the moment. There's, there's been a lot of snow, a lot of rain the last couple of weeks, so it's pretty cold here this morning. But um, yeah, no, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, the French is uh, coming on very slowly. The last uh, last two months actually has been been pretty good because um, playing a lot more games and and the meetings are always always in French, so I'm kind of understanding a lot more. But uh, I still have to improve my spoken French a bit. So um, yeah, it's, it's a work in progress.
0: Would that would that fit into you know your strengths? Were you a person who was good at languages in school?
2: Um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't too bad, but um, I, I, still, when you're, um, I suppose when, it was easier when you're a lot younger, learning learn languages, and now oh, you get a bit older, now, and I suppose when you're trying to, you need, need to learn the language pretty quickly uh, on a weekly basis. You're trying to pick up words and. Um, Trying to be able to communicate more with the younger guys as well, who we mightn't have any English, uh, kind of a bit more um, frustrating. But um, it's 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 very enjoyable. It gets gets me out of my comfort zone. so um, you know, I think everybody should probably do it kind of to learn new skill. with after as you go a lot, go a in life. But um, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's getting there. But uh, yeah, it's, it would have been nice to have done it in in um, in, in secondary school. But sure, there
0: you go. Yeah, well, um, Jimmy already had a similar challenge when he moved to Cork to play for Munster. Did you? You've learned the language, did
1: you? Yeah, I got there eventually, yeah. I yeah. had to dumb down my English a little bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, <Dennis. laughs> Well,
0: there's going to be trouble here, boy. We can edit that bit. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, like, so you've you've flown back. You spent some time over in Ireland over the weekend. Um, but is there a bit of a twinge uh, watching the games? Because obviously the move to Paris meant that you were making a bigger decision than simply changing clubs, and you're not out there. Um, is there a twinge? Yeah,
2: there, I think there's always be a twinge. Uh, you'll always have to be playing out there, and um, like you know, it's, like it, was, it was just. um like I even I laugh. Like my, my dad sometimes when he's watching the matches, uh the hurling matches playing and playing the stuff, he's still hopping over the seat, um and uh playing tape and stuff like that. He's and you know, he's, he still thinks he can he can do a job. He's, he's always his line is I've never fished he retired from hurling and uh you know, you everybody believes he still can, can can do can play and do a job but uh, Okay at the end of the day it's got it's gotta end uh, probably end some time for, for guys and uh, yeah I I probably still have that twinge in ten, fifteen years time and uh, the body's still in bits but uh but like look it's it's it's, it's always the, there's always another guy coming around the corner and it's it's important that they 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 uh, take up the uh, take the chance when they get it as well. So yeah, you always know, I'll always get massive enjoyment watching the games but uh yeah, I suppose it never does compare to playing, so but uh, that's that happens to everybody in, in professional sport.
0: What did you think of uh, the Conor Murray line lineout? The Conor
2: Murray lineout. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I suggested something like that before years ago, and uh, I, got a, I got I got shut down pretty because you want to have a more skillful player, <laughs> <laughs> thrown in the air, and uh, maybe getting um, maybe getting injured so. Uh, um but yeah I think I thought it was really clever because you know nobody marks that he's he basically he's an open option at the front and he just he wrapped around um I think it was I think uh can you it on the time just to give him a front list but uh was uh, I say he's disappointed with his with his delivery but uh yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's 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 it was very clever especially the monster did something similar against Leinster in Thorn Park um very clever um and it's, I think that's it's refreshing to see that because it's very hard nowadays uh, to have anything original when it comes to stuff like that um, you know because uh, every team is is doing so much analysis on, on each, all teams are doing so much analysis and they're coming to the bother like copying and, and things like that so we can have a a, a number nine who's plus six foot um it's a massive advantage Um, I don't know if we'd have the same advantage if we we were to do it with Maxi Mashino I I don't think he's I don't think he's as tall as as Murray but but yeah it's it's very very clever but uh, yeah I suppose suppose Connor would have been disappointed with the the delivery on the front
0: Well it's probably very complicated for a back getting involved in the line out Jimmy is it? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know yeah. I, I've I've gone in once drug or twice it'
2: me generally very complicated for Braxton they're
0: right oh command
1: owners yeah. <laughs> it always astounds me how forwards actually you know they get the they get the raw deal of being actually not the smartest lads the piano pushers as opposed to the players but the line is quite a complicated area you yeah, know so. and like I think I was in there once and they lifted me and I think I flicked my back heels and hit my, lift, my back lifter in the nuts, so um, that, that, that was the end of that, so it's like back
0: you go, right. <laughs> yeah, it's good, keep, keep, keep them well away go, I'd say. But then, um, so you're, like, you're dealing with, there must be, I know you said that French was the language of the dressing room and the meetings over there, but there must be a lot of calls to make sure that everyone understands in a multinational dressing room like you're in at the moment.
2: Yeah, it's, it's 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 very difficult because um, there's, there's a couple like the Samoan guys, Fijian guys. Um, it's one of the one of the Samoan guys who kind of struggles, struggles heavily with English, so uh, it's kind of you're trying to make sure everyone's on the same page, and I think that's that's the biggest challenge. Uh, is, is 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 one is the, is the language, and two is the culture. Like, it's, you know, in, in Ireland, I suppose um as players, have a culture of you know not not in blunt or like that, but a bit bit direct in trying to you know, we all kinda of want to do well and drive things on and so you kinda cut with the you kind of, cut to the, you're kind of a bit no short short with the words, whereas that might I don't think that goes down well with with, with the French players, I suppose. Even though you you obviously all want the same thing. It's not in personal or anything like that. But um uh, but it's it's very very I think it's very important that you don't really kind of rub up, up the wrong way, and uh, so because at the end of the day you have, to, have to work with all these guys as well, and and so it's, I think they're they really are as players are really kind of put their arm around them and been kind of uh, you know basically more 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 encouragement. They respond a lot very well to that as opposed to kind of more direct chat, you know. But uh, and that's why I've always, you notice and probably you probably notice with AC, you, you know. Connor Shea going in there with the uh, different coaching staff, I suppose, but there's a language barrier as well can be a bit frustrating, I suppose, when we're trying to get points across. So systems may not be as slick as you would like. I don't know Jimmy probably tells probably you about that as well. He's an experienced founder as well. But it's uh, it, it can be quite frustrating. I, I, I can see that. Things get, the sessions take an awful lot longer. They might instead of taking, you know, an hour and a half they do, they do clock up to about two hours because you're hearing uh, the coaches speaking French and then you'd have to get one of the lads to translate it as well for other for guys especially not uh, every point is, 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 uh, is dragged out maybe by five minutes and if you do maybe four huddles in a, in a session it turns into 20 minutes very quickly so just just basically talking so um, sometimes that's kind of frustrating when you're trying to get momentum in a session and uh, obviously the coaches want to make sure that they're getting their uh, point across to players and uh, sometimes it's very difficult for players to keep concentrated that m- amount of time uh, I know it sounds ridiculous but if you're really trying to keep intensity in the session and then you're going pull in for a chat and then it's translated and momentum has lost the session and then guys are kind of you know they're they're not as focused as you would have liked but um but yeah it, it is a challenge and it's uh it's a very it's very it's very interesting my appreciation for maybe foreign players having come into in monsters so over the years of has gone up you know because it, it is it is is a difficult transition especially at the beginning
0: there you go that's nice words for people like you Jimmy <laughs> <laughs>
1: my transition yeah. yeah absolutely no I found I completely agree with Dunners it's very it's very frustrating when you want to say something you can't say it and like you know you want to have a conversation with someone and someone like Dunners especially like who's not not afraid to chat and has an opinion you know and like but like you know they'll learn from that as well but mm. um, in Fairness has Dunners now like he's immersed himself in that and he's like doing the extra lessons and you have to do that like and even he mentioned Conor O'Shea there um, he re- went over to Italy and he's really hammered the Italian and this is something that you need you need to buy into that culture and I think the French people really appreciate that the <coughs> and the Italians as well but you if you go over and you just say right the easy option is to, to speak English with the foreigners all day it's easy and mm-hmm. you got to step outside the comfort zone
0: but even the off the field stuff so in the sessions there's a bit of frustration but okay let's try and speak French if you go to France you cannot exist by speaking French all day You'll have a very insular, lonely existence in France because it's not like going to Denmark or um, or Holland, for example, where they're all just they're perfectly happy to speak English. Yeah. France is different.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, th- quite interestingly, in Italy, it was actually a lot of them were happy to practice their English only, you know, and you're kind of like, okay, well, I kind of want to do Italian here. But yeah, it was like, this is one of those things. I think the French be more. Um, Aware and kind of you know you know' a foreign lad coming in, you have to go right make the effort, and yeah. they re- like otherwise you don't want in a, a drive in between the two cultures,
4: yeah uh, I was just wondering how long did it take you then uh, James was saying you're you're a lad who doesn't mind sharing his opinion, how long did it take you to get comfortable over there and to actually give someone a bollocking and training um, i i try
2: not, I've, I've kind of gone away from that uh I tried tried to go away from that uh, the last number of years um because I, I realise it's a really short-term solution uh, for, for when you're dealing with lads and it, it, it just you know obviously it's, it's, it's a very hard thing to do I suppose because sometimes you have to be the bad guy as well especially when you're trying to organise things and um, you know, some lads might, you don't know what guys are experiencing outside of the outside of rugby as well it could be daydreaming or thinking about something going on at home whatever you know and Look, I find that you really have to be, be, be a lot more patient as well. Um, to tend a bit more, kind of um, have a lot more retrospect, while as we want to as well. You know, some guys could be worried about contracts as well. So, but it, it's important to. I mean, you do think the Armored thing the encouraging thing is, is 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 generally the way forward because we're on a shouting um, in France, at lads. I think at a younger age, I, I see it because. Um, every Wednesday, um, the the schools get a half day, so they don't play a lot of sports in the schools over here. So the schools get a half day, and um, it, it all the kids w- would play up in racing from under sixes on the race under tens under and so on. And uh, it's, it's actually it's actually interesting to see all the coaches and parents just literally having a right really go at the kids. And at that age, you're. You know, you're just all have, trying to have fun, a bit of exercise and stuff. And it's, it's, it's. Um, I suppose that because the French players on the pitch are very quiet. Like they're very quiet. Um, they're like there's very little communication. And, uh, and then when I mean, and it, they were kind of saying that it's kind of from a culture from when they're younger that they get. You know, they're probably so used to getting shouted at all the time that they're kind of just stay quiet and you don't want to disrupt any other player on the pitch or anything like that, which sounds completely bizarre, but you kind of it, that's what kind of does happen—and uh, but um, it, that's why it's kind of interesting. when the four players are there with the younger guys, and they see them chatting on the pitch, and just during 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 the as the play goes on, it is it is infectious. We can see a few of the younger guys um, at the moment—they're they're actually talking on more than they were at the start of the season—and which uh, which is which is good. Like you know, it's not. No, it's not heavy stuff, stuff they're saying but it's just small words of encouragement just to know that they're, they're still focused on the game because French teams um, if, if they get to, like two two or three scores ahead of them they kind of go very quiet and put their head, the head down as well and uh, it's very important that I suppose a lot of teams are but if, if you have to kind of keep them keep, keep other players focus like you know what do we do next you know okay well that, that, we we messed up there what do we do next? next next job and that kind of stuff and it's kind of focus on that rather than focusing on the mistake that they've just done because they're probably worried about getting a grill on, on you know Monday morning so um and that's not, not good for anybody because the is you know just a time to play you know and kind of keep um you know trying to get something out of the game you know but um it's just as I said it's the culture thing as well it's a totally different culture uh, which is which is actually just
0: fascinating to see. You know, I've got this image of Dunica here and a six-year-old getting a ballican from a parent and taking some of the wrestling pack over to the pitch and sort of saying, "Ah, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> quiet now, leave Matt." The uh, what do you do away from the uh, away from the pitch to keep saying? Are you a rugby man through and through, or do you tap away at a few other things?
2: Um, yeah, I, I I try to. um I probably never, probably thought of as a rugby man at all. I for years, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a to doing a bit of rugby. To me, at, at the having a career break with the hurlers. Um but no, I, I, yeah, I try to keep it as busy as possible outside of it at the moment. I'm doing, I'm doing French classes on a and on our day off, and uh, I get, to, you know, we do two classes with the club a week, and my other class, I, I have, a, my class where I try to get to see Paris. And, uh so we get to go to see cool places like uh uh Pompidou Center or the you know, eiffel tower we just have classes in the in, up there or and up your sacre course so you get to see uh, the whole of Paris and get a bit of history of the place and uh rather than just going into a classroom again and do, and you know just just putting the head down so it's kind of makes it I look forward to that and um yeah i, I think for, for me um I would have been always kind of uh um, trying to keep busy outside of rugby uh, trying to my, my biggest fear is and I think a lot of players uh, are, is, is what they're going to do next after rugby um, you know uh, it's it's you know you're kind of playing at the top level and you have a high level of focus and then you go from that to starting all over again and you're kind of lost so and that's a huge fear I have so it's when I got into rugby this was the first goal I set down was what's what the strategy because you know there's like, you know, you've generally finished on thirty three, thirty four, thirty five and it's it's you know, obviously the whole career next uh, ready to go is is uh, and that's 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 a big challenge to trying to find the next best job because you know, like from our point of view as other players you've you've got the greatest job in the world, you're getting to play a professional sport and um and it's 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 uh, it can be can be a bit of a difficult time. When you're, when you're finished so I'm always trying to upskill um, for instance now I'm doing a bit of a uh, I'm doing a, a mentorship or a workshop or an apprenticeship with uh, Dilas. they're, they're uh, a bite to let uh, lending bank inside inside home Street in Dublin and uh, it's been great they have given me massive experience massive knowledge and uh, it's it's been it's really, I find it really enjoyable so so yeah it's it's Trying, trying to keep it as busy as possible um, outside of it. But um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's. I really, I really enjoy, I really enjoy it. Yeah.
1: In fairness, Dunners, you were, like, you were always one of the players who was very proactive in that. And even, you know, a lot of stuff gets set up for okay. the players. And there's um, a lot of evenings and introduction and networking evening. And in fairness, you, like, you were always at every single one of them, you know. Um, I do think it's a huge thing that players really need to focus on. Um, I know I've kind of done similar. i would kind of been pretty organised. But you can't be as you can never be too ready you know because you never know what's around the corner but just in inter- like I remember you were um, I don't know if you're still in- interested in it was it gemology or was it geology you were doing um, are <laughs> still involved in that geology was it geology, I, it was was geology, it? Geology, I yeah. thought you were after yeah. the precious yeah. stones no <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no
2: um, no I, I, like look it was um, at the time uh, the, Jimmy Jimmy said right I think I uh, think Look, uh, with, with trying to find just building 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 uh, context for after rugby and stuff, uh, it, it is very important. And I know it, the players are like the last thing you want to do is after a game is, is trying to do an effort. and it's, It is difficult, especially after when you lose or when you're you're banged up. Um, but um, it, is, it is a good opportunity to get to meet people and kind of I suppose when you're at the toilet end your career, you're kind of um, you, you're, you're a bit more relaxed about those sort of things and realize there is a bigger picture. Um, so yeah, I find just. It's, it's like you know, everybody knows the type of job that we do, we just watching everybody's watching it on a weekly basis. I just find it interesting what other um, people are doing in their, in their work life, and it's and, and very and people are very open. They're just they'll say, Look, come on in for uh, uh, um, a, a, a work his experience if you'd like. And you know, I try to take them up on that because it's, it's just you know, it's, I, do, I do find it very interesting, and um, as I said, just trying to find the next. Next job is one thing talking about a job, but when you actually get a sample of this and you're in the environment and see how the the move on a daily basis then you realise okay, it is this something I could like I might like. And um so the ge- geology thing I was it was um uh it was Ray McMahon, uh a guy who worked who worked with uh he's, he's, he's with the last snow but he was with uh kind of corgi, they're they um, a, Canadian, a Canadian kind of trading trading platform and uh they were with um in the bond desk and specialised in oil and gas and he kind of maybe suggested I come in and have a look around and see what to do and kind of like what it is and uh, he said look you know it might be interesting for thing to do a geology uh, course and so I did that at night in, uh, in UCC and uh, I really really enjoyed it it was very interesting and um, I actually I'd rec- I'd recommend a lot of people to give it a go because it's, uh, it's, you know, you wouldn't look at the, wouldn't look at the country the same again. But I'm not going to bore you <laughs> with stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it is, it is, uh, it is very interesting. And um, yeah, as I said, look, it's every day is a school day, and um, yeah, you're, you're always learning, so it's, it's, so it's, it's good to be able to do it.
4: Donica did you, um, did you ever get in at the end of that, that Munster game for that uh, the cans of Dutch gold with the boys?
2: No. <laughs> uh no, there was no uh, <laughs> he kinda of caught me in the hop because uh, I think Ricard is not actually the, the, the best of drinks, but uh yeah, I I probably should have got the Mar Mar-Gois, which is Jackie Lorenzetti's uh, famous wine. So I probably should have got it in with a bottle of that some But uh no I uh, we went in we got it, I got it I got it was a few bottles of Heineken or something like that in the end, so a bit more a bit more um a bit more up, up uh, upscale I think yeah it was good it was good to catch up with the lads inside afterwards because you know you're it's very hard and actually like, I was trying with yourself Gene, you're trying to catch up with lads at the weekend it's it's not even possible because you're you're, you're kind of on the go and um, and get, well, even after the game the lads were like you know I meal and they're, they're they're rest coming home and you're you're, you're trying to do other things as well so it's it's you're trying to juggle everything but um, when you do get a chance after matches like that you know it's it's great to catch up with the lads afterwards and, and um, you know should, who knows we might with we might, we might, the way things are going I think we might end up seeing them again uh, if, if, if we're able to do a job in Claremont because uh, I think once we're in a Really good position. Um, they're playing against Toulon. I think I think they'll, think they'll um, do. Um, I think they'll, think they'll do a job in Toulon, and because uh, they're looking really good uh, at the moment.
0: Well, we will leave it there. Thanks very much for talking with well us today, Dunne Ryan. And next up, we've the Twitter questions.
2: Murder She Wrote is the perfect thing to watch during the day. You can watch the start, fall off
1: for 40 minutes, come back, see the end, perfect. You know what I mean? You've missed nothing, really.
2: remember Rod Kev in the Killine, he used to have to bring two TVs into the room, one for you for (laughs) Chetlam. Like every red-blooded male in the country, he'd be watching the horse racing, whereas I'd have a TV for myself for things like Murder She Wrote and Houses Under The Hammer. Murder, she wrote, is the perfect thing to watch during the day.
0: You're welcome back to the Hard Yards. We're going to take a look at some of the questions you've sent in on social media. Remember to use the hashtag AskTHY if you get a question in for next week. Uh, First one, um, this is from Shane Madigan. Thoughts on John Ryan as the backup to Furlong. He was one of Munster's top players last year and now can start for Munster and looks to have gone behind Porter on the bench for Ireland. So this is who is starting ahead of Tyke Furlong if, well that's how I'm reading the question <laughs> if he can't go for Wales.
4: I, I like in, after France I would have said Ryan, but now I'm saying Porter because he's just put in such oh, a yeah. good performance. From yeah. the start. Uh, oh from the, if, from the start yeah I'll yeah. go for that as well yeah. Um, but yeah actually if, if Furlong's gone yeah I'll stick with it.
1: I'd go opposite actually. I think um, I think John Ryan it's, it's again it's our conversation earlier on that you have Like in the big games who starts. I think against Italy you can get... Okay, I think Porter did a great job because he played what, like 77 minutes? 77, okay. Which,
0: which, by the way, in in prop terms is is long.
1: Mm. You expect 55 and then your finishers' as calls and comes on. So, um, John Ryan, he would trust in the French game. So, I think he's going to go John Ryan. But, not bad to have these problems. It's like, what you want is the the type of situation you have with Keen Healy and Jack McGrath yep. you, you want that quality where we can uh, swan in and swan out change it according to who you're playing and just have them both chomping at the bit really trying to get out there and, and put their hand up and that's competition is great so how like how, how bad a problem is it that yeah. we're, we've we've three tight heads
4: that's because he, he had a he had a great game against Zebra I know was, again we're talking Italy Zebra it was only Zebra but um, it was interesting to see that Schmidt then dropped him back to get a, a run out for Munster as well so he could have him in mind, yeah, for a Welsh game. So, mm. um, yeah, good good problem to have.
0: OK, uh, next question from uh, Patrick Logan. How concerned should we be by Carberry's lack of time at 10? Is Keatley a better bet at the moment? Um, so he had 20 minutes, I think, in the Montpellier game, didn't play in Paris, and then he got a bit of time uh, at the, against Italy at the weekend. Yeah. That's not a lot of pitch time.
4: No, like, I, I, I was... I was getting myself into a tizzy about it before the Six Nations and then I was just saying to myself there ahead of the the last game I was like listen we've 18 months to go to the World Cup here that's where the, the long term plan is Stick with Sexton for now. Um, give you give your Man Carberry a game every now and then. Maybe give him a go during the summer tour as well. So, um, yeah, just still keep let him learn. Like the, the whole thing is like if you throw him in, he makes a mistake, he'll get hammered for it as well. Like something you see, like Stockdale got hammered, Larmer's getting hammered for making defensive mistakes. So just let him keep you know learning
0: from Sexton and training with the lads. And um, is, is this I, one of these situations where, say, Jonathan Sexton rips a hamstring in training, he's out for mm. the next two games. Would you parachute Keatley into start and still have Carby on the bench or do you put all the chips with Carby?
1: Um, I go with Keats because Um well, <laughs> play safer. But um I think his man his game management out there is, is crucial at the international level. Um he's improved we've spoken about Ian before and what he's brought this year and how much of that leadership mantle he's taken on. And he's playing every week. Um so he knows what to bring, and I think he can bring on Carberry um, to, to add impact at, at a certain stage. But okay. I think, um, yeah, I would do that. But I think that exactly what Pat said. Um, I think in the summer, rest, Johnny. You rest up, have a break, bring your man down to us. I'm sure he'll bring him to Australia. But
4: mm. Everybody will be fighting to go to Australia, won't they? Especially this with the World this Cup being so a close. big one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not yeah. many
0: games left before that World Cup. Um, so, on a similar vein, now section is now uninjured so we're we're, we're redoing yeah. the hamstring um, this is from Martha Cooney would Schmidt ever consider playing two tens with Sexton and Carberry so as we were talking about with the, the English have done very successfully now with the two would we do that in Ireland well Scannells a 10 10-12 um,
1: mm. played 10 most of his career before uh, switching to centre so yeah I think that's certainly a possibility um because he is quite physical as well and you know you're not going to lose anything that way um, if you do it's going to be interesting how to use if they play Chris Farrell at 13 then um, if you're going to have a second distributor I don't know if you'd use Bundy that way um, to start if you're looking if you're going down that alley of looking to start Johnny and Joey together uh, that's for me that's a non-runner um, to start why Um just physicality. Um, if I saw Joey Carby playing um, against me or against, him, I'd attack him all day. Just keep like, there's only so long you can.
0: And, and at this stage, we're not moving six to twelve. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. This um, conversation sli- changes slightly if you don't have Rob Kearney at fullback and you had Simon Zibo, because you've already got a same, second playmaker in the team.
1: Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. Okay. Um, D- that, that,
0: yeah, that yeah okay. Just, is. No, <laughs> no. No it doesn't.
1: Think, like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you're talking about broken field runners and broken yeah. field play. So again, like it depends what you want. How much do you like do you want Zebo coming in as a okay, you do want him coming in as the first receiver, but do you not want him out wide to be that strike runner out wide and mm. bring that pace? Like so are you limiting him by doing no, but that? We're talking about a nice player who's not involved, them. but yeah, of course you're it not. is, of course it is. But you can't But if you're going to have Carberry and Johnny in, they're going to be their first receivers. You're not going to see them out on the edge finishing because they're creating on the inside. So it's one or the other as such. Uh, I do think that there is a time and a place for that Um, if you're chasing a game, if you need a bonus point. We're comfortable. We need something to happen. You need a key to unlock, and and these are the lads that can do it. You need, and I think we missed that against uh, France. France, yeah. You know, yeah. we lacked it. Like that's for me. That was a game where right, you Rob off, Joey on, yeah. make something happen.
0: Yeah. Do you know? Okay. Good. Um, last one. Uh, this is from Johnny Elliott. Uh, should Henshaw have taken the tackle and avoided injury given the scoreline at the time? Uh, <laughs> there. I did see something in a piece written about this the weekend, you know, about relaxing, going over the try line or whatever. And uh, I don't buy it mm. personally. I think players they want to score. It was an unfortunate injury, but no one could have predicted that outcome.
4: Yeah, like he landed on the ball, didn't he? And then he took the tackle at the same time. And
0: um. the ways the player hit him as he was going over the line. There's a lot of momentum going through one joint. A bit of a freak. Face similar to um,
1: Alan Quinlan. Um, do you remember Mister? What was it? The World Cup or the Lions? Did he miss when he was, was Argentina? When he dislocated? Was, was that World, World Cup? World Cup, yeah. Dislocated shoulder, scoring a try. Yeah, he missed
0: the Lions for a different reason. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Moving on. Um, I just no. They, the defenders come back. He's chased back. He's got him just before the line. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a freak accident. It does remind things. me of
0: the Tommy O'Donnell one. Do you remember Tommy O'Donnell was in, in Cardiff in the warm-up game and he, yeah. popped, he popped the hip um, and again just an oh, yeah. odd bit of momentum going through one place you know Yeah,
1: yeah like it's it's just bad bad luck you know yeah. it a, like it's one of those situations where he's just landed awkwardly it can happen you know so many times and so it's unfortunate. There's no, there's no malice. It it's not as if he's come. He scored the try and someone slid in late or jumped on him late. That's exactly. ridiculous. And, and that's Absolutely. the
0: one. That's the one you don't like to see. No, where there's no chance of getting mm-hmm. the ball it's already down and then there's a knee goes into the ribs. Yeah. Um, that that wouldn't. And be I think
1: good. that you you see that guy like you don't want that Italian guy. Not okay. Robbie wants him to give up the chase, but mm. but then we look at Kedirals running back and like yeah. what do we want there? Like you exactly. know if he lands on him and ninjas him. Oh, oh what attack! And it was amazing to see in the 78 minute, 79 minute that. He's still able to do that. Oh,
0: you know? busting a good, and also great. To, yeah, like, the game. Earl's, you know, it's tempting to think of Earl's as a, still being the eternal kid, <laughs> you know, but he's not. Like he's getting up there, but still, the man has pace. Mm.
4: Yeah, that was that, that
0: was the the best moment
4: of the game because you could see him. You could see it from a distance that he was catching him as well. Yeah. So it was a big, <gasps> <laughs> and then he got him. So it was
0: like, um, it was it was great to see. Yeah. So um, we talked earlier on about uh, players who might be released to get some game time this weekend. So the pro full um. Pro 14 schedule is going on at the moment Uh, Edinburgh nipped a win over Mm. Leicester Big um, win for them, yeah. Yeah, that was a good win. That was a good result for Scarlets until they lost in Treviso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was amazing, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well done, Tyburn, for getting a try, but not a great result. Uh, but that does mean the situation right now is on Conference A, Glasgow are top with 60, Munster second and 48, Cheetahs third and 41, uh, Connacht are down a fifth right now. Uh, Conference B, Leinster have now overtaken Scarlets on points difference. They're tied at 53, Ulster 45, Edinburgh 42. So, that means we've got two big games this weekend in in that regard. You've got Ulster play at home to Edinburgh and oh Ulster yeah. had a big win against the Kings, Joy Neville, Joy Neville refereeing.
4: Yeah, it was was great stuff, year. wasn't it? Yeah.
0: So they were fifty fifty nine
4: ten. Um Greg so Gilroy with a, another reminder. Another reminder to Joe Schmidt that he can still score tries I'm not
0: sure these reminders work. No, no, no. Um but yeah they'll be they'll be looking to to, to do good things to Edinburgh because that could actually give them a little bit of comfort.
4: Yeah, oh yeah, they'll be, they'll be boosted by that. Like you know, when you when you wallop a team like the you go win with a bit of confidence, and if they can get another win over Edinburgh, which they which I'd back them to do, um, then all of a sudden things are starting to look up for them. And well, in terms of the Pro Fourteen, anyway. Mm. Uh, and then
0: Leinster play Scarlet, okay. So this is the great who will be released game because <laughs> both team, both sides, both clubs have huge numbers of players in the international camp. So this is going to be a potentially crucial game, mm. uh, saying who gets top seeds. It, it'd be interesting. Yeah, Joe says you can have Joey Carberry back, but <laughs> yeah. there'll
4: oh, be
1: there'll yeah. be, be a lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> negotiation on game time. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to read into too much who they release as of yet because people are just going to want game time. I'm not going to say, oh, they've released him, so he's not going to play. they'll want people to have games. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're certainly involved in the squad, um, you'll be released to play. If, like if you're in the external squad, if you're in the match 23. He might release some of the bench. Mm. Okay, no, starting fifteen out. I Think he um, said so he's keeping
0: twenty in cur- twenty to twenty two. Yeah, he yeah. said.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what, well. He's obviously going to. He might keep hold back some. It'd be interesting actually with some of the props if he's going to hold some back. Don't want to risk injury. You've got to play. You got to be smart now and, be, mm. and And this is the great thing about the Irish system that they can control who's going forward and back. And this is where we can look after players and wrap them up and keep
0: them off the field yes we'll see what, we'll see what happens with that one uh, very quickly to the rest Connacht play Zebra Cardiff play Munster Glasgow against Cheetahs um, I would I would pay money to go to that game <laughs> uh, Ospreys against Kings and Dragon Dragons against Treviso Uh Yeah, I think that's it. Thanks to uh, Pat, James and Donica, to Alan Lachlan for producing and Shane Dempsey was on sound. We'll be back next Monday with a new podcast. Subscribe to it on iTunes, Podcast Republic, SoundCloud and every good podcast app to get us straight to your phone. This has been The Hard Yards. I'm Andy McGeady. Thank you for episode 50 and for listening to all of them and we'll talk to you next week. The Hard Yards, brought to you by Sports Joe.